But we'll start off in prayer. It's in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's quiet our minds real quick. Father God in heaven, we thank you so much for this opportunity, for this fraternity here at Our Lady of Mercy, and for the Fit Shepherds. You've blessed us with the physical ability to perform exercises, and you've given us the friendship and fellowship of other men of iron sharpening iron to help develop us for the kingdom. We pray, Father God in heaven, that you may bless our efforts, our time together. God bless our family and our friends, and help us to persevere during this time of struggle. We pray for an end to the, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. We also pray for a rendering of hearts, minds, and souls back to you, Lord Jesus. We pray that we can learn to offer up our lives for you and learn to live for others. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Can everyone hear me okay? Yeah. All right, cool. It's weird in the mass. This is different. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm a big follower of Bishop Robert Barron. Um, he has a talk on three, pillar, three paths or three pillars to holiness. Um, so Robert Barron has laid out three paths to holiness. The first of which we are called to find the center. That is that God is to be the center of everything in our lives. Next is that we admit that we are sinners. And lastly, we realize that our life is not about us. Today we're going to focus on that last piece, that our life is not about us. Life, our lives are not to be living for our own sake, not for our own pleasures, not for our own wants, not for our own needs. We recently heard in the Gospel readings how Jesus sent the 11 apostles on mission after his death and resurrection. And what were they to do? But to do something that seemed nearly impossible. To go into the world and proclaim the Gospel to every creature. Every creature. Nigh impossible. Let us take some time to reflect upon the weight of that command. Every creature. So in the Gospel of Mark, we read, Go into the world and proclaim the Gospel, the whole world. Proclaim the Gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. The Gospel of our Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. With this call, as the apostles received from Jesus, we are to spread the good news of Jesus to every nook and cranny, every crevice and corner of the world. For our mission has been laid out for us, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, with all your soul, all your strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. As we, look as we look toward the Ten Commandments for guidance, the first three commandments are ordered toward God, and the remaining seven are ordered toward how we interact and treat His creation. And thus, what we do unto the least of these, we do to God. In this, we must find that God is calling us to something greater than ourselves, than our own egos, our own worries, our own passions, and our own pride. But to get there, we must contend with the hurdles of concupiscence. That's the one $6 word I'll use today. <laughs> concupiscence. 
breaking that down, it's, it's sensual lust. It's not only so much lust of our pleasures, but lust for things, lust for food, lust for comfort, lust just to relax because I earned it, I worked hard, I deserve, I deserve this. So sensual lust, enticement of our eyes. What does my neighbor have that I don't have? How do I get that next promotion? How do I get that next, next car? How do I get my lake house? And then pride and pretension of life. Looking back to the garden, we can see how the tempter uses these three devices to lure Adam and Eve into the great fall and to lull them into complacency. And Satan, being none the wiser, attempts to lure Christ into the exact same trap while he's in the, des in the desert. Looking at the garden with the first Adam and at the desert with the new Adam in Jesus, we can see parallels to how Satan tries to trap us in our lives. If thus we seek after power, and long to be in control of our lives, we lose out to pretension and pride. If we do not seek the virtues of temperance and prudence and ask the Holy Spirit for the fruit of self-control, we fall victim to lust and the passions of this world that is quickly passing away. Our earthly flesh is, is quickly passing away. We're just tents, according to St. Paul, our vapors in the wind, according to St. James. If we only desire what we can see in front of us, what our neighbor has that we do not, what we want and what God has not granted us, our earthly treasure, then we fall into the trap of the enticement of the eyes. So with this, we must realize that God is to be the fulfillment of all our desire. Again, I will say God is to be the fulfillment of all our desire. Our everything, our thoughts, our worries, our cares, everything must be placed in God's loving hands. He wants our leisure time. So when we're relaxing, watching TV, we're Netflix and chilling, God wants to be a part of that leisure. He wants to be in every nook and cranny of our lives, every corner of our lives. So, so that we can accept the love of the Father and go forth and properly love others. Ralph Martin has, a, has written a book called The Fulfillment of All Desire. And I'll, I'll share a quick excerpt with you. Since all our love for God is ultimately a response to his love for us, we can never love him the same way he loves us, namely, gratuitously. Since we are fundamentally dependent on God and in his debt for our creation and redemption, our love is always owed to him. <clears throat> a duty, a response to his love. But we can love our neighbor in the same way that he loves us, gratuitously. Not because of anything that the neighbor has done for us, or because of anything that we owe him, but simply because love has been freely given to us. Freely given to us. We thereby greatly please the Father. God the Father tells Captain of Siena, This is why I have put you among your neighbors, so that you can do for them what you cannot do for me. That is, love them without any concern for thanks without looking for any profit for yourself. And whatever you do for them, I will consider done for me. I'll close with this, guys. Uh, in the Eucharistic prayers, we hear how Jesus takes the bread, he blesses it, he breaks it, and he gives it to his disciples. Much the same, we are called to the same commission. Jesus has taken us by our baptism and confirmation. He calls us his own. We are his sons. 
and he has blessed us with this fraternity and the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit. He longs to break us of our attachments to ourselves and to sin. And he desires to give us to the world so that the world can know him, to know God and to make him known. Amen.